Kristen. Thanks for joining us at Noosa Church's God in Us podcast, where we believe that the God in us is our real story to be told. Our church family is full of incredible people who are living out their faith every day and living lives that are bringing glory to God. Let's hear about the God in us. Warren Evans, mm. how are you today? Oh, I'm fabulous, thank you. Good Had a to good hear. day. Good. Yeah, and it's nice to be with you and uh, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity of talking a little bit yes. about my, my story. Yes, well, mm. I'm very excited because it's mm. it's a long and exciting story. You've lived a, quite a um, fascinating life and there's a lot of chapters, isn't there? Yeah, there's a lot of chapters and I, I've been blessed along the way, you know, yes. miraculously. Well, as an answer to prayer, you know, I've always been sort of prayerful, um, even from the early Sunday school days when I was probably four or five, um, going to Sunday school in a place called Essendon in Melbourne. And, uh, Ah, you know, I just, I just love that sort of prayer thing that was happening, you know? Yeah. Okay. And I used to wear my little knickerbockers and long socks and <laughs> black shoes all shining and a little suit coat and, yeah, well. and a tie, I think, and a wander off to At Sunday four. school. Yeah, wow. yeah. So I had to go to Sunday school. But I, I think those sort of days, um, you know, it just sort of probably implanted in my mind that, uh, you know, there, there was a God. Yes. Yeah. And, wow. Uh, and I, I can remember... Uh, I was over at my cousin's place one day and it was going to rain and we wanted to play backyard cricket. Yeah. And I just prayed that the rain wouldn't come, you know, and there were these great black clouds all over the place. Yeah. Sure enough, the rain didn't come. And I thought, wow. gee, that's an answer to prayer. And I was probably I was probably eight yes. at the time, you know. I love that. Yeah, that so, is fantastic. Yeah. But I did wander off a fair bit. So, but tell me, were mum and dad saved? Yeah, um, well, not really. Okay. You know, they were sort of, you know, they... they well, was a bit they never went to church. Um, Dad was in the in the war in the Second World War, of course, okay. and uh, you know, Mum was um, probably married after. Well, she was married after the war, but they never really actively participated. Uh, we never used to say grace unless it was Christmas, right? Um, so, so there was how no do you Bibles. come to be going to Sunday school then? Well, I, I guess it was a Sunday morning, and let's get rid of Warren because oh, you know we're sick of him hammering <laughs> hammering nails around and sawing in the backyard. Right. And, and filling up the cracks in the concrete with concrete and all okay. this sort of thing, you know. So okay. send him off to Sunday school with the the kid across the across the back oh, fence. Wow. And we had a fence at the back, and yeah. um, I had a ladder that used to go across there. And anyway, we'd hop on the tram and go to Sunday school. But I, I can't really remember a lot after that because you know I was going to primary school, and then we moved from there because Mum and Dad had sold the house and they wanted to build a a better home yep. in a classier area okay. than where we were. And uh, they, uh, w- I lived at my nana and grandpa's place um, okay. for, for quite a few years while mum and dad worked okay. and uh, saved up enough money to buy a block of land in a place called Strathmore. Yes. And um, dad uh, built a two-bedroom home there and uh, um, they used to ride their push bike over from Brunswick to the building site, an old Malvern Star push bike, and I'd sit on this little dicky seat on the front oh, with fantastic. the crowbar and the pick yeah. and the post hole shovel, and we'd go over there and they'd <laughs> dig the foundations for the stumps and all that sort of stuff, and eventually the house got built. Wow. And I ended up just basically going to a, a, a high school, and um, I was a bit of a radical bloke at the high school and started racing motorbikes and um, really? doing all that thing. And riding them on the road illegally when I was sort of, you know, sort of 
12, 13. Oh, wow. And, there you um, go. And then we had a, a, um, a scramble track down at the bottom of where That's the high school was, yeah. at the back of the high school. And we used to go down there every weekend and race motorbikes around, wow. the, around this big, big paddock. And um, I hadn't gone to Sunday school. But there was a church being built up the corner, a Methodist yeah. church. Wow. And I can remember inviting a friend of mine home to stay for the weekend, and we decided to go up and swing off um, the trusses that were part of the church yes. before it was finished. Yeah. And I thought, this is a groovy little church. It had a few trees around it, yeah. and it was all cream brick and all this sort of stuff. And the reverend was Reverend Kippax, who lived up the corner, and I used to you know, wave to him as I went past on my bike. Okay. So I ended up going to that church. Wow. And that was probably a... As a, a teenager. Yeah, as a teenager. Yeah. And that was probably probably something that I really enjoyed doing. Goodness and me. Uh, um, my mates around the area were all Catholics. So, okay. you know, we didn't sort of mix with the Catholics. No. Religious-wise. Yes. But we had a great time with the Catholics. Okay. Yeah, because they had the best you, Did you ride girls. motorbikes with them? <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Fantastic. Yeah, so I we're still it. riding motorbikes. But, um, okay. And then, um, you know, I, 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 well, I basically left the high school down at the bottom of the hill and then went to Essendon Tech and did fifth year at Essendon Tech and then went to... Um, uh, Footscray Tech and did some engineering work there, a mechanical engineering diploma, wow. which I never finished. Ah. And I got to about 19 and, um, you know, I thought, oh, this, this schooling's no good for me. So I ended up throwing all that in and went and got a job as a as a trainee draftsman with a company called Olympic Tire and Rubber Company wow. and worked in Footscray for about four or five years, got into sales and then I got a job working for Repco over in oh, Clayton, fantastic. which was a long way away, because yeah. I was still living at home in our two-bedroom home yeah. in Strathmore. Used to drive drive over to uh, Clayton every day, It'd take three quarters of an hour to get there, three quarters of an hour to come home. And um, they sent me to Western Australia in about 1972. Yeah, wow. And, um, you know, that was just an, a, a complete adventure because I had the company car, which was an old white Holden Kingswood, Excellent. and the Nullarbor plane was three and a half yes. thousand miles my to Perth. Goodness. And I, this is 1972. Oh and, my gosh! And With no air conditioning, oh, power no, steering, no, nothing, oh my nothing like that, you know. And it was Love a white, it. it was a white Holden, and it was a new one. And oh, um, I thought, oh, this is just going to be terrific, you know. And I've heard all about this <laughs> Nullarbor plane that's all dirt, and I'll be able to rally drive the whole way, you know, from Sejuna <laughs> to Kalgoorlie. It'll be yes. fantastic. And my grandfather, who I told him that the story about going to Perth, he said, oh, that'll be a nice adventure. Can I come? And my grandfather, my mother's father, yes. he's about 82. Oh, my goodness. And, and he's been reading the Truth newspaper, which is a dirty rag in Melbourne. Okay. And it's got all about the brothels in Kalgoorlie. Oh, yes. Anyway, so Grandpa hops in the car and off we go and, you know, we drive, drive, drive and got to Sejuna and then hit the Nullarbor plane, you know, in a day or two and got to Kalgoorlie and he's taking taking his uh, his braces off and his pants and his shoes and all this sort of stuff and he's going to bed in his long underwear and I'm absolutely dog tired because I'd driven all day, you know, yeah. 80 mile an hour across the Nullarbor <laughs> and um, I just sort of went to sleep and I woke up about half an hour later, there's no grandpa and this is at about 11 o'clock at night, there's no grandfather. <laughs> no way. <laughs> and I thought, where is he? And I knew he, 
I knew Robe Street was just up there where the brothels were. So I wandered up there and he's grandpa, the 85-year-old, walking up and down in front of the brothels looking at the girls in their fluorescent stuff, you know, with the lights and everything on. And I said, Grandpa, what are you doing? Get back to bed. He said, oh, 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 don't tell Nana. (laughs) Anyway, so we, we got to Perth. Am I boring you? No. Do I look bored? <laughs> so we get to Perth, you know, and being a surfing guy, I wanted to live on the beach. So we booked into a motel in Perth, and then the next day I went down to Scarborough, and we're sitting on the beach there, and uh, Grandpa's there, and we're sitting there, and we're looking over at Rottnest Island, and I'm looking at these guys surfing, and I thought, I know that bloke. He's got a holiday home in Torquay where oh, no way. I used to go every weekend. Yeah. And here he is, Stompy Womp. Phil Bramley is surfing. I looked over to the side and there's his daughter who's about four years old, Tanya, and there's Corrie, his wife, his beautiful blonde head wife, sitting on the beach looking at Phil or knitting or whatever she was doing. Yeah. And I said, oh, g'day, Corrie, how are you going? Oh, Warren, what are you doing here? And I said, oh, this is Grandpa and we've come over and <laughs> Grandpa's going home in about two days. And uh, <laughs> and I said, I'm going to get a flat down on the beach here somewhere, you know. So she said, oh, look, Waterman's Bay's really good just up the track. So I went up there and rented a, um, a two-bedroom, a one-bedroom flat overlooking overlooking the beach. Yeah, wow. For $20 a week. Oh. And that was my principal place of residence in Perth. Amazing. Went to work and got, got involved with the company I was working for, and it was fantastic. And I, I was sitting in the office. I had a, an office right in Hay Street wow. uh, with a big plate glass window yeah. overlooking Hay Street. And this girl used to walk past every day, and she wore the best mini skirts and she was probably the best looking girl in Perth. And anyway, I used to go up to I hope Ma- you're talking about Ma- your wife right now. <laughs> I used to, I used to, so every week or so I'd be up, up north at Mount Newman or okay. Parabadoo or yeah. Tom Price or one of those dampier places. Yeah. And the company doing all the work up there was a company called um, Transfield, an Italian engineering company. I okay. came back and um I made an, an appointment to see the chief engineer to get all my products that I was marketing yes. uh, specified on the drawings for the yeah. engineering development up there. And who should be the receptionist but Gail? No. Yeah, and she's sitting behind this reception desk with, you know, the old toggle switchboard with all the <laughs> plugs and everything in it. No, wow. And, and she looked absolutely gorgeous. And I'm standing there in a pair of Bombay bloomers with white socks, brown shoes, <laughs> long white socks, and a pair of Fletcher Jones shorts that looked like the Indian Bombay bloomers. <laughs> and I had a pink shirt on and an orange tie. <laughs> and it didn't quite, it didn't, oh, because no. I, I was colourblind, you know, so I didn't really, and mum, you know, I didn't have didn't a mother have mum there. there to pick yeah. out your clothes. So I used to pick out all my clothes. Oh, and that, Warren, apparently that is I looked hilarious. So all of a sudden I heard all this laughter happening oh. and Gail's gone behind the filing cabinets and all these girls are walking past laughing their heads off. Oh. And I'm sitting there waiting to see the engineer Carole. and they're all laughing at me. And Gail just, you know, she burst. She didn't know I was really looking for her. You know, I'd really yeah. found her, you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, so she really started giving me a hard time when I tried to see the engineers and stuff. So I, I walked downstairs one day when I hadn't had an, an appointment and she wouldn't introduce me to make an appointment for me. 
So I went downstairs and there was a phone box on the on the corner of St George's Terrace and Mount Street, Perth, the old red phone box, and I put sixpence <laughs> in it, put my handkerchief over the over the mouthpiece, and I said, "Oh, it's uh, such and such, and I, you know, I want to see Ron North." And she said, "What do you want, Warren?" Oh, yeah. So she knew me straight away, and I had the handkerchief over the mouthpiece, and I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, camouflage it. Oh my goodness! And I, I thought really quickly in those days, and I said, "Look, there's a." a nurse's party on at the Royal Perth Hospital just up the corner and I'd like to take you. <coughs> and she said, well, um, if you want to take me out, um, you'll have to come and meet my father. Oh. And I said, I've never had to do that. Why would I need to do that? She said, well, if you want to take me out, you've got to meet my father. Wow. So um, I got in the car that night and I went over and met the father and then we went out the next night to the to the party. With fear and trembling? Oh, fear and trembling, but I proposed after about four days <gasps> because I was tr- I was just over over the moon, you know, you in, in love with Gail, and she thought I was an absolute Lulu. Well, but, I, I can't think why. No, but I had to meet the three brothers, and they gave me the, you know, <laughs> and they really didn't give me the all clear. <laughs> so, it went, you know, the romance wow. went on for a while, and Gail became interested in me, but there was a lot of competition because Gail, Gail was on... Um, Oh, she'd been on television and all sorts of stuff, but she was going out with the Channel 7 newsreader. Oh. And every night I'd get home and turn Channel 7 on and I'd see this Peter Waltham guy, who was the Channel 7 newsreader, taking Gail out. Oh, And no. I couldn't compete. <gasps> but eventually I got there because I convinced a mother that Peter Waltham was too old for her. <laughs> <laughs> and that you had better yeah. dress sense than but, him? Yeah, but the thing was, though, <laughs> Gail was going to church. And she was going to the Baptist church down the corner. Okay. But I was a pillar of the outside of the church and really didn't want to waste an hour of surfing time on the weekend going to church. Oh, so your your church days were left yeah, across they, the other side they, of the Nullarbor. They were very blank. Okay. And left on the other side of the Nullarbor. Yes. Okay. And I didn't think much about it, you know, but I, I thought, you know, the Smiths, you know, they've got Bibles in every room and, you know, Matt goes to church, he's an, el- he's an elder of the church and, you know, Shirley goes, Gail's mum and Gail goes and the boys didn't go because they were, you know, they were doing all sorts of things and, and uh, I thought, well, you know, yeah, it sounds okay, but I never went. But I kept on courting and finally um, I asked, well, I asked Gail to get engaged, to marry me you know, a fair while before that. And finally she said yes. So how many times did you ask? Oh, I asked a few times, yeah. <laughs> but it was hard going. It was really hard going, but just a beautiful relationship, you know, and I was absolutely besotted. Wow. But Gail had all these other people, you know, sort of in the mix. And, she had um, to decide if, if you were worth it, hey, if you were the yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm. I, I think, I, I don't know how, how it happened really that she said we'll yes eventually. We'll get her side of the story. Yeah. And... Um, so what happened was that I had to sell my motorbike. I was racing motorbikes at the time in, in Melbourne, and I had to sell my motorbike to get enough money to buy the engagement ring. Oh. And Gal and I went into this beautiful little jeweler shop in St. George's Terrace, and this Jewish guy designed our – we designed the ring, and, you know, he bought out all these stones, and we had this beautiful engagement ring, and that was just fantastic. So the party was good. The wedding was exceptional. And um, I'd – I'd actually been re-employed in Melbourne because I, I cracked it for a job with an American company paying twice as much as I was earning. So the plan was to get married and Gal and I would go and live in Melbourne, which was really a shock to her parents because she's okay. the only daughter. Yes. And all of a sudden she's got this, you know, 
sort of chap from the east stealing the daughter to go to Melbourne and what's going to happen, you know, I don't know. You know, the parents were really Not upset. to mention you're not Baptist, so... Yeah, and, and I'm not really going to church, you know. No. Yeah, but anyway, so we we get married and we're walking and... Oh, this is, this is really a classic. The guy I was flatting with, he was the man about town. He was doing medicine at the Western Australian University. And he knew everyone, you know. And he was going to the Lord Mayor's Ball after our wedding. Okay. Because he was at the reception. Right. And he said, Warren, you and Gail should come to the, come to the Lord Mayor's Ball you on your way home to the motel <laughs> in Scarborough, you know. And I thought, well, it was only 11 o'clock. Let's call in. <laughs> so we, we call in call into the ball. And um, there's 2,000 people there and the orchestra's playing and we pull up in Gail's old mum's car and um, the bloke opens the door and in we go and Gail was dressed in this beautiful red sombrero, uh, sorry, a a red uh, cape and a beautiful white sombrero and and a lovely wedding gown and all that sort of stuff. So when we waltz and they all parted and the the orchestra started playing Here Comes the Bride. (laughs) And we did this bridal waltz in the fashion in front of all these people. Yeah. Oh my so that was fantastic. But the thing the thing was that, you know, I'm still an outside pillar of the church and Gail's, you know, quite religious. Um, and um, I thought, oh, it'll be nice just to walk along the beach, you know, after the Lord Mayor's Ball, because we're going back to the the um, motel at yep. Scarborough. So we walked along the beach and apparently I sat Gail on my knee and I prayed for our marriage. Wow. Now, you know... I, I, you say I was apparently. Still, yeah. You don't remember No, that. I did. Oh. Well, 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 I did. Yeah. Um, because Gail's brought it up, you know, about yeah. three years ago that that's wow. what happened. And she advocates that that's what's kept our marriage together because on the initial occasion of, you know, wow. being married for 12 hours or something, yes. or not even that, I'm praying for our marriage and she's sitting on my knee oh, on Scarborough yes. Beach and uh, I never thought anything more about it, you know. <coughs> We ended up going going to Melbourne, and um, Gail went to um, um, a little church in Panton Hill where we used to live mm. in Melbourne, on the outskirts of Melbourne, and uh, our kids were christened there, and uh, I started to go go to church. Okay. <clears throat> and then we came to Noosa, and uh, Gail sort of started to go to the Baptist church in Noosa, mm-hmm. and I sort of got involved in work and surfing and whatever, and, um, you know, I just couldn't be bothered going. It was taking up too much time, you know, but Gail got really involved in the church, and it was just fantastic from the point of view that, you know, she was still on track with her Christian walk, and we met some really nice people. Anyway. So you got into real estate at this stage? Yes. Yeah. I. I yeah, so I'd, that started down in Melbourne? Yeah, I, I was in yes. real estate for about six years before we moved to Noosa. Yeah, yep. and then Peter Dowling, who had an office in Hastings Street, offered yep. me a position. Right, because we were all friends from surfing of down at Torquay. Of course, and Peter offered me a job, and that's why we moved here. Aha! Uh-huh. And we moved because of the warmth, the lovely water, and the surf, and the surf, and the atmosphere. You know, yes. the beautiful atmosphere of the place. But um, that's a sort of another story. But. Um, just from a Christian point of view, um, so Gail's, you know, really involved in the Baptist church mm. and I'm sort of, you know, doing the thing on Sunday, surfing mm. and doing whatever. Mm. I was working probably a lot. And um, anyway, friends of ours, Peter Roberts and Arthur Way, um, they'd formed a home group in the street where we used to live. Okay. 
and they decided to take the pastor out, a bloke by the name of Phil Munro and his wife, for dinner in Hastings Street. And they said, Warren, why don't you come along? Because Gail's coming. Why don't you come along? You know. And I said, well, I'll come along. And we, we had a beautiful dinner um, with you know the couples. Yeah. And we're walking back across the Noosa Parade Bridge. And Arthur said, why don't you join our home group, Was? And I said, look, Arthur, what do you do at a home group? You know, I've heard Gail talk about it, but I don't want people praying for me and I don't want to, you know, get involved with your sort of scripture verses and everything else <laughs> that you're getting involved with, yeah. you know. And I said, no, I'm too busy. And uh, Arthur said, well, we'll pray for you. <laughs> well, within within about three weeks, I joined the home group. You're joking. Yeah, I, I, I joined the home group and... Uh, Kicking and screaming or... No, no, I just, I really felt God's God's hand on me that my wife is part of the home group and Janet Roberts and Peter and Arthur and Jan Way are there and a couple of other people and we're, you know, and Gail's really, you know, sort of just a person that would appreciate me being there, but it, it was the Lord's work as an answer to prayer walking across that bridge on that night. Yeah that got me to go to the home group. And yeah. when I got there, I felt really relaxed about the whole thing. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and I started praying and, you know, reading scripture and doing all that sort of thing at the home group. So it was absolutely fabulous. Can I keep going? Totally. I'm sorry it's taking so no, long. No, this is fabulous. <laughs> keep going. But Peter Roberts was was an elder of the church and so was Arthur of yep. the Noosa Baptist Church. And Peter was very scriptural and he was just basically... You know, he was almost a pastor himself. He was just mm. unbelievable mm. and a very good businessman. He owned uh, a retrovision store here um, prior to the Harvey Norman days, and it was a very successful business. Anyway, Peter and Janet decided to sell their home and go to Noosa Valley to live. So the home group became a home group at Noosa Valley. Uh-huh. So our kids are going to scouts on that particular night, and Gail and I have gone up and Arthur and Jen have gone up there, and they had to go to pick up the kids from Scouts. And Peter and I are sitting there, and he, you know, he is so scriptural and so religious, and I'm sitting there with him at 7 o'clock at night, just he and I, and I'm thinking, and we're sitting in their bedroom for some reason, and he's showing me this built-in robe that he's, you know, organised. Yeah. So he said, well, what are you doing with your business and we had, you know, 15 staff and there's Gail and I running the show and all this sort of stuff. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, well, how's it going, really? And I said, well, I've got an overdraft. Um, you know, I've got all these prima donna staff. I've got racehorses. I've got plotters. I've got people that I really like. And some of the other people are causing absolute havoc in the mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, it's the same with my business. So what I did, this is him talking, what I did, I took them all out to Natania, which had a restaurant, um, and I just invited their partners, husbands, wives, and I just explained the fact that they're working within a Christian organisation and they've got to toe the line. There's no little innuendos, there's no backstabbing, there's no lies going on. It's worked under a scription principle of... We're working under the Lord's umbrella. Wow. And we'll have prayer every morning and the days are going to go well. And I, he said, why don't you do that, Was? <laughs> and I'm an only child. And he said, all you do, you just offer it to the Lord for him to take it away or bless it. 
Wow. And if he thinks you don't need a business, he'll just take it away. <laughs> and I'm a, not a spoiled only child, but I'm an only child, and I never had to give anything away. You know, I always kept my own toys and things. Yeah, yeah. And he said, that's what you should do. And it'll just relieve the whole burden off your shoulders. Wow. Because you, you're suffering anxiety. You're su- suffering stress attacks when you mm. go to the office, mm. Mm. which I was doing. Yeah. You know, it was yep. unbelievable. So he said, I'll just pray for you. So he prayed for me and prayed for me. And um, anyway, about three weeks later, I've got all the staff down at Natanya. <laughs> I'm on the lectern talking about we're working under the umbrella of God. No And I've way. prayed about this, guys, and... It's God's business. He can take it away from us or he can absolute bless us. And I've got these dynamic salespeople. I won't name them, yeah. but some of the best yeah. real estate people yeah. in town. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> so I've stopped crying and the night's over and I'm walking out and there's Gail and all the crew and we're just walking down the little alleyway and this guy comes up to me and he said, and he's a he's a high flyer. And he said, I, I can't believe you did that. You know, the ramifications are just going to be terrible. Anyway, he he was the the major cause of my anxiety in the business Mm. because he used to stir everyone up all the time. wow. And the Lord took him away. Wow. And out that door, and we're talking about sort of early, well, mid-80s, out that door walked $100,000 in lost lost commission to us. Yeah. Off our yeah. bottom line, yeah. and that was pretty serious stuff. Yeah. And I thought, oh, we'll never recover from this. I think I've done the wrong thing. And you wouldn't believe it. So up goes the anxiety even more. Yeah, yeah. you wouldn't believe it. All of a sudden, these other people are knocking on the door, wanting to work for me. Oh wow! And they just—they were just terrific people. Wow! And we're talking about receptionists. Yeah, yeah, yep. just everyone property managers that you and the whole lot, you know. And wow. it was like oil was poured on troubled waters. And I had a little cross on the wall out in the back. I put an illegal toilet around the back. Actually, someone that you know, Phil Staley, built it for me. (laughs) (laughs) And we didn't need council permits or anything like that. We just put a toilet out the back with a little fibro thing attached to the building. And I put a little cross up there. And I just used to put my hand there and pray for our business and just hand hand the whole show to the Lord. And as a result of that, our business ran beautifully. Oh, worried. And... The stress attacks that I used to have by turning the key in the door in the morning and going and hearing the phone calls early in the morning, I couldn't pick up the phone. Yeah, wow. That stopped. Yeah. You know, it was just amazing. Yeah, wow. And, you know, the doctor was prescribing medication and everything else to fix me up. Yeah. But there was no way I was taking it. And it was just an answer to prayer. And the other guys, um, Arthur and Jan... uh, and also Peter and Janet Roberts, they just kept on praying for us, wow. which was fantastic. And we used to have this little prayer thing in the morning. Yeah. Now, keep in mind this home group thing's happening. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I'm getting a bit more involved. Yeah. And I'm going to the church and all this sort of stuff. And um, we've got this home group thing happening. And we would pray for our street, for all the broken marriages in the street. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And um, there were so many broken marriages going on. And we used to pray for everyone at 8 o'clock in the morning. No matter where we were, at 8 o'clock in the morning, we would just pray over the street. Wow. And it was just amazing some of the things that used to happen as a, as a result of that prayer, you know. Wow. Yeah. That yeah. is so yeah, amazing. Yeah, so it was really, really terrific. Yeah. Oh. But, so <laughs> at this stage, yeah. you have well and truly 
committed your life to God. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, what happened was, sorry, can I go back about... Please do, yes. I'm thir- wondering. Go, go back to when I was 13. Oh, yes. So, so there's the Billy Graham crusade happening oh, in wow. 19, 1959. Yeah. And it's at the... Uh, not the Maya Music Bowl, but at the MCG. <laughs> And the MCG holds 110,000 people. Yes. But they crammed 130,000 people You're in there. You're joking. And there were, I, I was just besotted. I was 13. I don't know who wow. I went with. I can't remember. But I gave my heart to the Lord and I came forward. Uh-huh. And I was getting tracks. Wow. You know, they sent, the yep. Billy Graham Crusaders sent tracks to me. 130,000 130,000 people, people at the MCG. In the MCG. Yeah, in 1959. Wow. Mm. So that, that probably got me going. You know that that sort of instilled and set me up for yes. life Billy with a Christian Graham. my wow. Christian walk. It was just fabulous. Yes. You know? So it all came back after all the other things that went okay. on in life. You know. Yeah, yeah. But we ended up with our own home group. Yeah. You know, wow. From the from the time walking across the bridge, no, yep. no, no, no. Yeah. And it went yes, yes, yes. And we had our own home group for about nine years, which was fabulous. Goodness me. And I was privileged to be um, an elder of the Baptist Church, and that wow. was that was an experience. And um, um, you know, the Lord has just been so good to Gull and I. Um, the answers to prayer and, you know, just being able to be just ourselves and through all the trials and tribulations of life, to be able to, you know, read scripture and to be able to lift our lives and the situations that we're in to the Lord. Mm. And, you know, it's it's an amazing situation, the answers to prayer not in our time or my time, but in the Lord's time. Yeah, wow. And maybe there's a different direction that he wants me to go in. Yeah. And it's not that direction there. Yeah. It's another direction. Yeah. But I know it's of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's just been a terrific walk, you know. <laughs> Incredible <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 75 now. And, wow. You know, and I've got all this, all this living to do. Totally. Know? Yeah. Absolutely. One, one thing I just want to share, Kristen, is that the more I pray in the morning, I wake up really early and I raise my hands and I just say, Lord, may the Holy Spirit flow through me today mm. and may I be a blessing to someone else. May I just be able to be your um, conduit mm. to do something. Mm. And you know, like when I pray that, I know that that window of opportunity comes along and wow. it's just there. And it might be there for five minutes. It might be there for a minute. Yeah. But I know it's the Lord's work. Yeah. And I've got to drop tools. Yeah. And just do what the Lord wants me to do. Um, one one day, the, oh, the surf was really good. And I'm down the beach at five o'clock. I've just done the four o'clock, four a.m. <laughs> prayer. You know, Lord, work through me today. Do whatever you like with me. You know. And I'm you'll a, find me at the surf. I'm an empty, okay. I'm an empty vessel, you know. <laughs> yes. So I'm standing there putting on my wetsuit just in front of sails, and this woman comes along, and she said, "Oh, can you pray for me?" Oh, why? did you know her? You I, didn't know her. I do know. Oh, I okay. did know her. Okay. Vaguely. Oh, she wasn't just a random. No, no. Okay. I, I, I did know her vaguely. Okay. okay. And she said, "I'm I'm meeting my daughter." And we've been walking on eggshells and, you know, we're not having a good relationship, mm. et cetera, et cetera, mm. et cetera. And I, I just prayed for her, you know, and I knew it was that God moment. Wow. And, I, and we just had this lovely prayer on the beach with yeah. people standing around and all that stuff. I don't care anymore. <laughs> and, and, you know, the report was that everything went really well. Wow. You know, after, after sort of um, basically difficulties for 10 years. Yes. Yes. Wow. So those sort of things happen to me all the time. Because that's how you start your day. 
Yeah. You give it yeah. to God and then but, you just But, but it's not easy him. to do it. No. Because because we're on the treadmill of life and we've got to be here, there and all over mm. or, you know, doing something. Yeah. But you've just got to make time to do it. And yeah. the more I make time yeah. to read scripture and the more I make time to uh, basically uphold the day yeah. uh, in prayer, yeah. uh, the, the, the things that turn out are just absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And they mightn't be what I want, but I know it's of the Lord yeah. and it's just an absolute, you know, mind-boggling so is, has it been a fight to to keep those moments over the years particularly the busy years of business and oh sure and to keep that there yeah it, it has been but I, but I know you know I, I know that I have to be there I, I have to make that a priority mm. you know I have to make my prayer prayer times a priority mm. um, and uh, you know like we're all caught on the treadmill of life with yeah. the busyness of life mm. and, and especially with uh, the instant action of Facebook and everything else and the yeah. social media. Totally. Um, you know, it's so demanding. And uh, I, I just I just um, can take time out to do that prayer. Mm. I, I think also just, you know, being a surfer, um, I just love praying in the water. Totally. Or praying, swimming yeah. along, you yes. know, and it takes me a long time to get to the groin. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> People just swim past. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I don't care, you know, but I can pray really, yes. you know, I can, you know, just, and it's such a beautiful floating medium that, yeah. you know, and it's the Lord's creation. Yes. And to give thanks yeah. and sitting there at Noosa Woods today in Alistair's boat, you know, having men's brekkie, we were just looking at the place and just saying, this is the day that the Lord has made. Amen. Yeah. 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 So let true, us, isn't let it? Let us be grateful. Yeah. You know? Let us be blessed. Yes. Let us, you know, just acknowledge the day. Yeah. And that's God's creation. Yeah. You know, all that is God's creation. Mm. Yeah. And wow. and just to acknowledge, um, thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in my life. You yeah. know, thank you, Lord, for the for that beautiful wave I caught, or thank you, Lord, for the cuddle I had with Gail, you know, in her time of need. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can I just share a little bit about Gail? Please do. If you don't mind. Absolutely. Um, yeah, as you, know, as you know, Gail's sort of had three operations. She was diagnosed with bowel cancer mm. and uh, three opera- operations later and th- four infections. She finally got out of hospital after about eight weeks. And um, Josh very kindly um, put her in touch with uh, a chaplain, James, who works out of the hospital at Budrum Private Hospital. And they formed a really nice relationship. And it's brought Gail back to where she was and she's sharing um, scripture and sharing her Bible and she's a lot more involved than what she was mm. and it's a, she's a, really appreciated what the Lord has done in her life Amazing, and, isn't it? and she knows that so many people have been praying for her yes. so many people have been concerned for yeah. her and that's really pulled her through yeah she has shared with me that when she was in intensive care she thought she was going to die yeah and that's really serious stuff. And she's been asking for prayer, like for Gail to ask me in a situation mm. that she wants prayer mm. is really a breakthrough. Mm. And, you know, and at our, in our sort of walk, walk in life, for Gail to do that, that's really fabulous. And today, you know, I had a situation at the office that I really needed prayer for it. So I was having lunch with Gail and uh, Gail prayed for me, wow. you know, for the situation and the situation I'd been really concerned about for quite some time. Yep. And there's a fair bit of money involved and, yep. you know, just something that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. And as a result of the prayer, the meeting went really well. Yeah. And I felt, I, I feel it 
at ease about the whole situation, whereas before it was just a turmoil. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it amazing that you just you see the hand of God no yeah, matter yeah, the season yeah, that you're in? Yeah. You c- and I'm I'm sure you know there's there's hundreds of those moments in your life that you yeah. can look back on, isn't yeah, there? Real, and just real. see yes, yeah, yeah. see the goodness yeah. of God mm, in mm, those. Mm. But yeah, I can't imagine the the dark moments that Gail must have had all those months. She must in have had hospital. a lot of dark moments. Imagine being locked By in a her room own. and yeah. being in intensive just, care yeah. with no visitors. Yeah, and then and then with COVID. Totally. Now, the hospital was closed down for about yep. four weeks, yeah. so I couldn't see her. No. So we used to FaceTime each other um, and, and just to be able to touch her when I walked in, you know, and just kiss her and, yep. you know, just hold her hand and that yep. sort of thing was just very precious. But she has struck up a really nice relationship with James, the, just, <laughs> the chaplain. But isn't it just beautiful to think yeah. that, you know, out of that darkness, what God's done mm, in mm, her life, yeah. isn't it? You know, now and she to go, she's so much back. closer, Absolutely. not resentful of mm, what she's no, not been through. Or, you know, and her, her whole physical being has changed for mm, the rest of her life. Yes. You know, she yes. will be the way she is yes. for the rest of her life. Yes. As, as far as the situation yeah. is concerned. Yeah. But she hasn't got cancer, which yeah. is an answer to prayer. Yeah. And she has come much closer to the Lord. Yeah. And her and I are much closer. Yeah. You know, like after all, we've been married 49 years. And oh, wow. we're, we're much closer than we yeah. ever have been for a long time. Goodness because me. Because we've been through this situation yes. together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we've depended on each other. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it's been a, a really uh, an amazing experience, you know. I wish it had have been me because I didn't want Gail to go through no, all that. No, no. <laughs> yeah. But, but God's faithful, yeah, isn't he, yeah, you know, despite yeah. it all. Yeah, and that's right. Just to yeah. see that. Yeah. And, and um, you, should, you should write a book of all the lessons, hey, and just mm. the, you know, I, I sense there's a, a lot of wisdom and insight you have, particularly around being a Christian in the marketplace. Because mm. like you say, that mm. was a bold moment for you to stand up in front of your business and, mm. and mm. declare that, mm. especially, mm. you know, there, there wasn't a lot of um, maturity behind your faith at that point no, either, no, there wasn't, was there? It was, no it was lot, probably no. sheer desperation, mm. wasn't it, you <laughs> yeah. know? Mm. But, yeah, but then exactly. just to see the faithfulness mm. of God mm. in that and mm. then just – you know, committing mm. your day to God every mm. single day and just allowing him to mm. use you and guide mm. you. and Yeah. Yeah, so it's, wow. been, it's been an amazing journey. Um, it really has, hasn't there, it? There are so many things that have gone on. and uh, Yeah. You know, it, yeah. Mm. Amazing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It's, it's just fabulous, you know. Yeah. But, um, Makes I, you wonder what the next chapter's going to bring, hey? Yeah, it does, really. Um, <laughs> I'm not spooked by it um, because I know... You know, I know the Lord's got his hand in, yeah. in our lives and yeah. no matter what happens, yeah. um, you know, we are God's children and yeah. uh, we live in this beautiful world mm. um, that we call home. Makes you realise that that you can you can walk through so much more than you realise mm. with him there, can't mm. you? You mm. know, to walk through this, mm. this cancer journey with well, Gail and yeah. all of yeah. that. Yeah, and, and you know... I can put on that breastplate of armour in the morning. Absolutely. And I know that I'll be attacked. Yeah. The more push that I have towards yeah. Christianity yeah. and to prayer life and yeah. getting around like-minded Christians mm. and mm. sowing seeds mm. in other people's mm. lives, I know that I'm going to be under attack. Mm. But I can put on that breastplate of armour and I know that I'm not going to be yeah. bludgeoned. Yes. I'm going to get through that with, yeah. the, with the strength of the Lord. Just, so good. You know, 
putting a blanket uh, yeah. covering over me. Yes. Yeah, a covering of his blood over yeah. over myself yeah. and uh, and over Gail. You yeah. Know? But the sparkle that Gail's got in her face is just amazing. Wow. Yeah, it's just incredible. It's so good. And she's been through a few little things, you know, since she's been home. But, you know, she's now socialising again and we're having people over, um, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. Yeah, so that's been fantastic. Goodness Mm. me. Who would have thought, hey? Mm. Wow. Yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Goodness me. She's trying to get me to retire. How dare she? Mm. How dare she think that you should (laughs) retire at what, 75? Yeah, I, I don't know what I should do really, but um, I must pray about it. Kristen. I think I think I must perhaps, pray about it. I think yeah. perhaps. Mm. Well, and I think. Do you think perhaps it's it's our definition of retirement? Yeah, well, it is true. Because I think yeah. for you, you'll you'll never stop being a person of influence or oh, you know um, position you. in the community and all mm. of that. So it's it's oh, not like as if you just stop, do mm. you? No, I won't stop. No, you know, no. but perhaps just. Yeah. Just Slow calm it down, down a, bit, a little bit. Down to a dull roar. You, you're kind of like Energizer Bunny, aren't you? <laughs> and there's like, you just keep yeah, like, going. I yeah. don't know how you find that much energy. Like you and Josh. Oh, mm. no. Mm. Oh, no. Mm. I don't. I think our energy pales into insignificance compared to yours. Oh, thanks for the compliment. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> wow. I don't think yeah. anything of it, actually. No. no. It's, it's, so it's, just, it's, it's remarkable. It's just, just the way we are, you know, my genes. Yeah. Yes, clearly, yeah. Mm-hmm. clearly, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But but there's there's lots of life to be lived and and oh, perhaps absolutely. some new adventures with your wife. Mm, mm. Absolutely, with this yeah. this new mm. woman and this new romance that you've mm. got. Mm. So oh, it's, mm. yeah, it's really important. Could be an exciting yeah. new chapter yeah. mm-hmm. in that little mm. red car of yours. Oh, the little red car. And yeah, whatever. I don't Sounds think we'll hop on, hop on any ships or anything. For no, a while. perhaps no. not. No, no, no. no. Stick but, to uh, the car. Yeah, yeah but, definitely. <laughs> but there are good definitely. times ahead too. There is, yeah. So yeah. Wow. Yeah, we've got a lot to look forward to. Yeah. I love the church. Yeah. Gal and I love the church and yeah. she's looking forward to coming back. It's good. Maybe this yeah. Sunday. Yeah. yeah, wow. That yeah. would be fantastic. But she's missed it. She's so missed good. church. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you, Warren, for today, right. for sharing mm. your journey mm. and it's and okay. uh, for all of that insight and, and um, just inspiring us with your consistency and faithfulness. Mm. And I love it. So oh, thanks, appreciate Kristen. it. Look, uh, could I – look, I, I've got a couple of favourite scriptures. Yes. If you don't mind. Not at all. Um, one's, one's out of Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 40. And reading, reading from 28 down to 31. May I read it? Please do. Okay. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Have you not heard? Have you not known? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His un- understanding is un- unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. That's me. Might and to, oh, sorry, power. Yeah. Power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even to youths that shall faint and not be weary, and to the young men shall utterly fail. Or f- yeah, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And I, I reckon that's just a terrific scripture because when you're down, you know, you've got no energy left, you know. And it's so the story of your life, isn't Down it? and out, you know, down and out. But this scripture wow. gets me up and going. It does. Yeah. And I, I had the pleasure of selling a property on the beachfront to a guy who's a lovely Christian bloke. This was a long time ago. And um, I went into his office in Queen Street, um, Brisbane, yeah. 
top floor executive suite. Mm -hmm. Here he is, and he's got this scripture with an eagle on his desk. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and this guy's a multi-millionaire yeah. back in early 80s. You yeah, know? wow. And that was his favourite scripture. Yes. And I, I was just sitting he there. stole it. You know, yeah. well, I sort of <laughs> stole it, yeah. I, I did stole it. I stole the darn you stole scripture. It. That's so Because I thought good. if it's good enough for him, it's good totally. enough for me, you know. Yeah, so... Um, that's one of my favourites. Wow, um, yeah, that is a fantastic scripture, yeah, isn't it? I must admit it's um, been a favourite of mine as well. It was oh. uh, growing up as a child, mum had it on the toilet door. Oh, did she? Yep. Yeah. Well, that's so, a good place yeah, for got, it. it was a great place to learn that one. Yeah. Now, look, the other one, I'm sorry to take so much no, time. Yeah, please do. Um, yeah, this is out of, out of Luke 11, uh, verses 9 down to 13. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Mm. And he who seeks, finds. Mm. And to him who knocks, mm. it will be opened. Mm. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? A, a, a serpent? Instead of a fish, yeah. or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will you, heaven, your heavenly Father, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Mm. Now, I, that's about the Holy Spirit thing. Mm. You know, we were talking about the mm. Holy Spirit. You mm. know, and it's a matter of knocking on the door yeah. and asking. Yeah. You know, asking for the Holy Spirit to come into our lives. You know, and allowing His leading. Allow, allowing it to happen, you know, mm. and just relaxing about the whole mm. show, mm. you know. Which is what you obviously found in that moment of releasing your business, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. Mm. But, you know, the other thing is, did you sell your business? So someone knocks on the door mm. and says, well, would you sell your business? Mm. So you pray about it. Mm. And the Lord just said to Gail and I, mm. it's about time. Yeah, wow. So we sold the business. Yeah. The Noosa Heads one. Yep. You know. So, yeah, it's just a beautiful journey. That, that you yeah. get to do with him. Oh. Amazing, the, isn't the it? The thing is, though, I've never seen him. No. Uh, no. I'm standing filling the car up one day and the wind's blowing a gale. And I'm thinking, the power of the wind, the power of the Lord. I've never met the Lord. He's spoken to me in various ways. I know he's there, but I've never seen him. But here I am getting blown by this awesome power of the wind yeah. and no one's ever seen the wind yeah. and yet it blows ships around the world it blows m monstrous trees over yes you know it ruins our surf yes <laughs> but it's the power of the wind it is and i, I just sort of think that's wow. an analogy to the, totally. to the lord that we can't see him Isn't but he's it? there yeah you know? we and can feel him we can feel power. his presence yes yeah. absolutely mm. Goodness me. Yeah. <laughs> There's a sermon in that, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I'm gripped. So good. Yeah. So good. No, it's awesome. And thank you for sharing those scriptures. Thank you. I, I yeah. re really appreciate the opportunity. No. Um, it's, it's been really pleasant fantastic. to spend so, whatever time we've spent. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Thank you. You've, mm. you've um, boosted my faith and uh, given me a lot to think about today. So I really appreciate mm. it. And I'm sure everyone else will as well. Mm. So it's good. I asked the Holy Spirit to come into my life today. He did for me that. me to be a blessing. He did that. Don't you worry. It's good. It's happened a couple of times today. It happens, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks for joining us today. We pray that you have been blessed and encouraged by the God in Us story that you've just listened to. Can I encourage you that if you get the opportunity, introduce yourself to the teller of the story and tell them that you want to hear more. God has blessed us with each other to do this journey called Life Together. Oh,